strapped in the trenches Making moves going all out Every day handle business You know that the hustle don't stop Got my team, let's get it Reviewing books and talk stocks Steady keep it moving So you gon' wanna tune in Get Lowdell, it's an app Get local food on demand Delivery right to your home Everything in the palm of your hand Took hard work and dedication Come through, join the conversation This is history up in the making We just wanna be an inspiration Hey, let's go Oh, all good. Welcome to another episode of Bootstrapped in the Trenches. We're here with the whole cast. Corey, Dan, Marie is tuning in. Dan's new adorable dog. We actually uh, came out to Arizona. Corey, I don't know if we told you, Marie did a hike up a mountain. I've never seen a dog this size just trudge up. She just kept fighting and rolled her way all the way up the mountain with ease. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, so Maria, you know, she goes up a few notches in my book. I already love dogs, but I, I actually think I'm one of the dog whisperers. I was born with that type of natural ability. And, you know, maybe one of the future chapters we can get into the dog business. <laughs> but uh, she also, she got a cactus in her neck in the beginning of the hike. We were oh, and she yeah. backed up into a cactus. And Ooh. she started screaming. It was crazy. Talk about a trooper, though. Marie trudged on. She got hydrated and just kept on coming on. Young man, on the other hand, we I know Dan got a backpack just for him avoiding walking through hikes. We've had to <laughs> put him on the, our backs a few times, and he thoroughly enjoyed basking in the sunlight, just That's looking up. Yeah. Hysterical, just thinking of young men in a backpack. T definitely. And thanks for everyone tuning in. We really appreciate it. Uh, we've been going strong now for almost a year it's pretty crazy bootstrapped in the trenches Just uh, a way for us. oh there he is miles with my old favorite mask throughout covid now is on young man's neck miles i'm thanks for the wink pal i'm glad it's coming in good handy for you Miles, <laughs> actually, what's up no i was gonna say this dog in arizona Corey, would just go and hang out in the lounge chairs out in the sun all day long like a human it was great yeah young man's yeah. amazing yeah and he actually, before Dan left Arizona, he kept picking at a scab. So Dan saw my mask on the table that looks like a book cover from, you know, those book covers from back in the day, the elastic ones. They're book socks. Yeah, they're book socks. I was wearing that all throughout my time in New York, and now Young Man has it. So I'm glad it's in good pause. I love that. Good pause. Yeah. <laughs> he, had, he had a little scab on his neck, and as soon as I put that on him, he just stopped picking at the scab. It's incredible. I'm glad that Dan yeah. Dan's a, a vet in training. Smart. It clearly didn't prevent yeah. me from getting COVID, but it prevented young men from bleeding. So I'm glad that worked out. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, guys, we got Quizmaster Sean coming on in a few minutes. We have Janelle Glenn coming on in about a half hour. She is the founder of a vegan yoga mom, which I believe is a podcast. She also has been a children's author or she is a children's author. She's a, a registered yoga studio. I think Dan just got punched in the balls there. No, I like hurt a little. Stub my tab Ooh, that's never <laughs> fun. Um, but Janelle is actually a front range woman. She, I believe is based in Louisville, Colorado, which is one of our Lodell territories. I don't know how, I have a hard time taking care of myself. It seems like this woman has either figured out cloning or is very good at balancing her time. She's also a mother, a wife, and has a lot going on. So it'll be fun to see how she's able to juggle all these things and stay sane in the process. And, you know, besides that, guys, we have great news on the vaccine front starting to get distributed this week to the essential workers, which is awesome. And yeah, good news. You guys have anything else you wanted to go over here? Um, I mean, I got some trends for 2021, but how much time before Quizmaster comes on? We, we got a, qu a few minutes before Quizmaster. Uh, I'll pull some of these up. I thought they were pretty interesting. It yeah, was, um, really pulls that up. The other thing I just saw on Twitter was that Wayne Gretzky's rookie cards now going for over a million dollars. Where's Dan Silvershine when you need him? I'm sure he's liking his chops. He's probably all over that. Dan Silvershine sure. our buddy who, what's the company called? Collective, I think. Oriel did find this intriguing. Corey, it's basically like collection, like cards, like anything from Pokemon to sports cards. Invest in them like stocks. Yeah, Pokemon's like the biggest thing. That's all I've been seeing on YouTube is like these big YouTubers buying these like exclusive decks where 
it's like five hundred thousand dollars for a deck, but there's cards in there that could be worth like a couple mil. And wow. it's a risk, but yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. It just shows like, I know we're in this world where you guys are seeing Bitcoin starting to pop off again in this world where everything's about a belief system, going back to the financial system when it was built in the 1400. I, it's interesting to see how Pokemon when we were growing up was the hottest thing on the planet. Then it nosedived for a while. Now it's back with the vengeance where it's like, oh, look where this is heading. So it's always, I'm always fascinated by whatever people believe in works. And I'm not sure it ever even went away. I think it's yeah. just that we grew up, but then they came out with that Pokemon <laughs> Go. And yeah, I think um, it's like my nephew's obsessed with it. I, I feel like kids are just constantly, it's all Pokemon. You're right, yeah. Corey. We just grew up. I'm sure I never fell off the wayside. I just got more mature. <laughs> just yeah, not collecting them. It used to be worth a ton of money when I was in high school, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. I remember getting, like, I wasn't even into the game Magic. But I remember, and Dan, we went through that stage with Star Wars cards yeah. where we would just go into these comic stores to get packs to see if they had certain cards in them. And oh, I never yeah. heard about the cards. Yeah, it was just, oh, is this one in here? And that yeah. goes to show that whole, oh, mystique factor. Everyone loves discovering things. And there's always some kind of novelty when you're on that scavenger hunt. And I think cards are just very appealing for that reason. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's so, crazy. Cards have kind of held their value through the test of time. Like we should delivery them. cards, like have food delivery cards with pizza, wings, Chinese takeout. <laughs> like, I mean, pizza, like NBA cards, where it's like piece of jersey or piece of floor. It's like piece yeah. of cheese, right? <laughs> like, oh, did you guys get sharp cheddar? There's only one in the state. <laughs> it's uh, a Parmigiana in Louisville card, but yeah. So um, this. This is a uh, top 10 trends for 2021 that Whole Foods came out with. And yeah, I'm in Jersey right now. My parents are just got a new house. So I'm helping them move in. Wow. So, nice. people, Good for Mr. and Mrs. Aronson. Yeah. Just, uh, but um, yeah, so I thought this was pretty interesting. So the, the first trend for 2021 is well-being is served. So pretty much what that is, is they're going to incorporate more vitamins and minerals into like your basic foods, like sauerkraut. So you're going to have, um, you know, like a, mush a lot of mushroom broth, peppers, and like hybrid sauerkrauts. The basic foods will have more vitamins. And obviously it goes hand in hand with COVID. People are just trying to, you know, boost your immune system, probiotics, all of that. So you'll see a lot of that. Um, the other trend is, is breakfast. A lot more breakfast with people working from home. Oh. I thought that was interesting just because there was that whole intermittent fasting trend where people weren't eating breakfast. And now, like, I don't eat breakfast, but now they're saying that it's really becoming more popular. You're going to see a lot more variety in the frozen foods, like healthy frozen foods. Um, basics on fire is the third trend. It says with more time in the kitchen, home chefs are looking for hot new takes on pantry staples from pasta, sauces, spices, the basics will never be boring again. So just get more different kinds of linguinis and your spices will be kind of, you know, infused with some other stuff. Um, and then coffee beyond the mug, it's the number four trend. You're gonna see coffee granola bars, coffee yogurt, um, a lot of different coffee hybrids. I thought it was pretty cool because I already like coffee ice cream. Um, like Jameson cold brews, is gonna be like a thing. Uh, all right, this one's cool. Baby food all grown up. <laughs> Baby food for adults, kind of like the uh, sippy pouches with the, you know, wow. veggies. Thought that I was love that. I'm gonna be a huge bully. I'm gonna be all about that. That's awesome. Yeah, and then the last one was, it's called oil change. Um, it's gonna be more of, um, instead of olive oil, you're gonna see a lot more like walnut oil and pumpkin seed oil. Interesting. I mean, so basically, Corey, you're highlighting we could start eating like crap and still eating healthy. Is that really where we're heading here? Where it's like, I oh, mean, I just got a Big Mac and I got my veggies in. Keep in mind, this is a list from Whole Foods, so oh. it's kind of their trends. But but Doctor Preggers, Corey, which you got me into years ago with Greg, with your brother, the whole yeah, oh, you could eat these great frozen things and still feel good about yourself. So that's I I'm I love that because I love eating healthy, but 
at the end of the day, it's like the cauliflower pizza. We've started seeing yeah. healthier food be way more appetizing the last few years. Who doesn't want to technically eat healthy? The problem is a lot of stuff used to taste like cardboard. Exactly. It's true. So awesome. That's good to know. I'm pumped. Yeah. So some and, interesting stuff. And uh, you guys have anything before we have Quizmaster 70s porn star Sean Connell on here? Bring him in. Bring him in high. Bring him in. Ladies and gentlemen. Sean. There he is. Hello and welcome to a very special holiday edition of Weed Mike Roland's Lunch. Get ready. Someone's going to be crowned the new lunch master today. Who's it going to be? We got Mike, Dan, and Corey. Dan, how you doing today? I'm doing good, but I didn't receive a package from you. Hanukkah Harry didn't visit you? I did not get the visit from Hanukkah Harry. Did you guys get packages? They still uh, have their packages because I mean, they're on winning streets. not losing every week. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, I have yet yeah, to get a package. It doesn't matter. I'm going to win this week, so I don't even need a package. Well, Come I have on. confidence you in you, Dan. You're like the Jets. Yeah. God, right. you're going to have to get your assistant, Marco, for not sending me the package. Marco was fired. Yeah, Marco's gone. We've got the holiday assistant today, uh, Ishmael. And... Uh, <laughs> We'll, we'll get him to, to do some kind of, of uh, retribution for his mistake. Uh, Dan, what night of Hanukkah is it again today? It is the third. Oh, already starting off bad. It's the fifth night of Hanukkah. Wow. What is going on here, Dan? Wait, wait. You said it's the fifth? It is the wow. fifth night. Look at Sean. Look at Master Sean's background. Hanukkah oh, Harry. I like it. Okay. Okay. So let's get going. Everyone's got two questions plus a tiebreaker. Loser. You suck. <laughs> Our category. Oh, let's start off with Corey. Corey, how's your Hanukkah going? It's good. Fifth night, you know. Get over it. Fifth okay. night. It is the get over night. That's what it's known for. <laughs> your categories are where the lockas, sweet tooth Dan, I'll start my <laughs> diet tomorrow. My belly is getting bigger across. Domo Arigato, Mr. Santa, and Festivus like the best of us. Wow, I'll go with, uh, I'll start my diet tomorrow. In honor of Greg Aronson. That's his famous yeah. line. Yeah, there we yeah. go. I'll start my diet tomorrow. Rooted in ancient harvest festival celebrations, Kwanzaa takes place over seven days and culminates with a big feast on the sixth day called Kumaro Ya Imani. Imani. What is the date of the sixth day of Kwanzaa? Is it December 15th, December 22nd, December 25th, or December 30th? Um, oh, sorry. With... December 31st was the last option. Hmm. I'll go with uh, December 31st because it seems weird. You got oh. me. I fucked that one up. It <laughs> happens on New Year's Eve. There we like... go. There we well, go. Well done, Corey. Corey, what are your plans for Kwanzaa this year? Um, I'm going to be celebrating New Year's and Kwanzaa apparently on the same day. So probably not much, actually. Just a nice little COVID bottle of wine, maybe. Yeah, mm. I I often celebrate New Year's and uh, Kamaru on the same day, too, for some reason. I don't know why I always do. Uh, <laughs> next up, we got Dan Rolls. Dan, your categories are... Where are the lockas? Sweet tooth Dan. I'll start my diet. Oh, no, we already did that one. My belly is bigger across. Domo Arigato, Mr. Santa, and Festivus like the best of us. I'm going to have to go with sweet tooth Dan. <laughs> sweet tooth Dan. What? STD. <laughs> STD Dan, as we love to call him. <laughs> What is the jelly-filled donut eaten during Hanukkah shown here? Is it Haman? Uh, oh shoot! I, I, Ishmael. Where's Ishmael the phonetic spelling? Who's out? Haman Teshin, Safganiyat, Nachas, or Chazarai? Well, I'm going to start off by saying that that picture is not a proper representation of the hamatashin cookie that is the proper pronunciation and this is not is what 
This ain't Purim, boy. Oh, wrong oh, holiday. Oh, and I'm wait, not wait, Repeat the question. Repeat the question. Oh. What is the jelly-filled donut eating dor eaten during Hanukkah pictured here? Say the answers again. How much? How Sevganiat, nachos, or chazarai? They're Hanukkah cookies. What are we talking about here? Uh, well, they're jelly-filled donuts. Wait, what do you mean? First oh, off. It's not a hamantashin because a jelly filled donut is not a hamantashin. That's what, yeah. Uh, well, so you got the question wrong there. Us Jews eat jelly filled donuts. Well, that's why, that's why Kanj got you. This is a trick question. No, it's not. Hamantashin jelly filled cookie. I need the other three answers just again because I've never even heard of them. I'm going to have to make an educated guess. Sufganiat, nachas, and chazarai. I'm going with nachos. Oh, I'm sorry, Dan. It's Sufganiat. Oh, man. That, 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 was, was, that, was that was a trick question. And yeah. I should be right because you can't even pronounce hamatashin. <laughs> that wasn't the answer. I know, but still. Well, I don't know what to tell you, Dan. I guess my uh, researchers know a little bit more about Hanukkah than you do these days. Dan's going to be wearing a New York Jets jersey next week. That's part of the Boy, game. Have you ever had that on Hanukkah? No. I actually no. only have heard of Hamantaschen out of all those things. I'm but I, I knew that wasn't a Hamantaschen. Yeah, the picture I thought was trying to throw me off. But all right, all right. continue. All right. Well, our judges are going to do some back research while we finish this show. Let's continue with Mike. Where are the lockers? Sweet Tooth Dan. Oh, we already we already established that was a, a problematic one. Never mind. Ishmael. Uh, Ishmael. Ishmael. God damn it. <laughs> My belly is getting bigger across. Dom Don Oregano, Mr. Santa, and Festivus like the best of us. Domo Oregano, Mr. Santa. Domo Oregano, Mr. Santa. In Japan, in 1974, this American restaurant chain, chain introduced a Christmas special that became so popular due to no other Christmas traditions existing yet that current day orders are placed up to two months in advance. Isn't it Wendy's, McDonald's, Domino's Pizza, or KFC? Wow, that is tough. Man. stunted. I'm going to go with, uh, wait, when did you say the year was? 1974. Okay, that helps a bit. 1974, and it was McDonald's, Wendy's, KFC, or? Domino's. 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 You know what? I'm going to go KFC. KFC yeah. is correct. Boom. Come on, baby. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> So turkey is virtually impossible to find in Japan, so chicken is viewed as the next best thing for the turkey dinner tradition. See, I was going to guess Domino's because I figured that was like right around the, the, the time. time well, the, the 1974 topic. fixed that one. Domino's, I don't think, was even around back then. Oh, yes, they were. Oh, well done, Mike. <laughs> I read that Domino's founder book. So come on, Pizza Tiger, baby. Thanks to Jeff Meese. Yep. Uh, Pizza Tiger is also Dan's stripping name. Uh, <laughs> That's where Ishmael comes in handy. He's good with those fun color facts. <laughs> He's really good with male stripper facts, mostly. That's why I hired him. <laughs> so Dan's on the hot seat again here. What a shocker. Yes, after one round, Dan is down as usual. I Honestly, my Amazon shipping address default is now Dan's address because I keep sending him stuff. <laughs> Don't be surprised if you get my vitamins by accident, Dan. Well, we're coming up on round two. How are we feeling about this, Dan? I'm feeling a little less confident than round one. I felt like I, I got very confident during the hamantashen question. <laughs> and it threw me for a huge relief. So I'm a little nervous, but I think I'm going to get it. Well, maybe we'll pick up some steam here. Your categories are, where are the lockers? 
My belly is getting bigger across, and Festivus like the best of us. I think I'm going to go with, where are the lockers? Where are the lockers? Apparently not in Morocco. Lockers aren't commonly made in Morocco during Hanukkah. In its place, you will find Svenge. What is Svenge? <laughs> are they fried plantains, cherry pecan rugla, milk-based fruit pastry squares, or citrus flavored donuts. I'm gonna go with citrus flavored donuts. Is dead coming in last place again. No, he's not. That is correct. They are wow. citrus flavored donuts. Look at that. Woo. Well, he's coming in last place if Corey and I get these questions right. That's true. Oh, wow. Pressure shifts to Corey now. How, how are we feeling about this one, Corey? I'm feeling good. I'm not going to lie. I was uh, I was hoping Dan would get that wrong, and I was just going to go in blind and just say uh, whatever guest number C is for your next question. Oh, you might have been right. Uh, Corey, what's your favorite uh, type of rugula? Uh, I guess chocolate. Mm, you know, just is. standard chocolate. Mm. It is fantastic. It's the only real flavor I know. Well, that's a start, and your categories are My Belly is Getting Bigger Across and Festivus Like the Best of Us. Let's go with um, My Belly is Getting Bigger Across. My Belly is Getting Bigger Across. Across, uh, spelled A-C-C-R-A-S, is a dish commonly served on Kwanzaa. What is it? Are they Caribbean fritters, Ethiopian flatbread, catfish, or one pot stew? I'll go with uh, the one pot stew. One pot stew? Good guess. That is the main dish served on Kwanzaa, but that is the incorrect uh, answer in this case. This they, wow. Corey, line me up for a W here, maybe. Yeah, I answer yeah. this, and I am in the winner's circle, baby. Mike, wow. defending champion, can he do it? By the way, Caribbean fritters are delicious. Mike and oh. I ate some in New York a couple months I ago. I was just going to say, Conch, I remember those. We got to get back to that place immediately. What was that place called? That place was called Miss Lily 7A for all you New York residents. Wow. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. Yeah, go yep. check it out. It's fantastic. And Mike, for the championship... Mm, best wow. of us, like the best of us. Seinfeld, Mike, you a Seinfeld fan? Oh, of course. Chicken or chicken? Ch <laughs> chicken <laughs> or chicken, you might do well on this one. Festivus for the rest of us is a non-commercial, non-religious holiday made popular by the sitcom Seinfeld. Which of these is served as a dish on Festivus? Is it a soft, a salty soft pretzel, beets of strength, meatloaf on a bed of lettuce, or spaghetti with no sauce mm. for the win. I'm going to go with meatloaf on a bed of lettuce. Oh, that is correct. It is meatloaf on a bed of lettuce. Well done, Mike. You are the champion once again. How's it feel? I mean, you know, when you go in expecting W's, it's I, I'm a very bad loser. When I win, it's like taking a sip of water, you know? <laughs> Mike, never satisfied, never complacent. Well done. Once now I'm going to go get some KFC, clearly, since Japan's on a waiting list here. <laughs> it, uh, apparently, it's uh, pretty popular over there. And that brings Ooh. us to our tiebreaker for Dan and Corey. Tiebreaker is titled, That Takes Some Big Matzo Balls. <laughs> that takes some big matzo balls. Seen here, the largest matzo ball ever made was made in New York in 2009 and weighed 267 pounds. How many eggs were used to make it? Go ahead and write down your answers. How many eggs were used Wait, to make it? What, what, what was the size? How many pounds? 250, you said? 267 pound matzo ball. 267. Mm -hmm. 
Tastes good. Mike, uh, you a big fan of matzo balls? Big fan of Jeopardy and matzo balls. Uh, me too. Absolutely. I'm a, Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Absolutely. I, I'm up for his replacement. However, I've been told I'm too controversial, so we'll see. <laughs> it might be that porn star style vibe you got going on there, Quizmaster. Well, that actually is what they brought up as my previous film credits. Uh, which hey, that's what's gotten you to this point, though. Damn, I wouldn't take it back for all the lockers <laughs> in the world. I'll tell you that. Dan, what yeah. is your answer? How many eggs are in this matzo ball? 9,100. 9, That's a lot of eggs. <laughs> Corey, what are we thinking? I got uh, 1172. Wow. 1172. Amazing answer by Corey. It's 1,000. Damn near dead wow. eye. Corey, very, and the font was very Jeopardy-esque. Wow. Yeah. Dan, I don't know what you've been eating for breakfast lately, but we're going to have to it was. I figured it was like at least 30 eggs a pound. A pound is a lot. I figured that pound was a massive matzo ball and required, like at first I was like a dozen eggs, and then I was like, no, I got to go way bigger. And I was like, I'm going to go like 30-something eggs per pound. I so, like the math, but I believe 30 eggs weighs more than a pound. I would have to have Ishmael look into that. So far, he's not doing too well for me. Corey, what was your math? I knew that a pound of meatballs, I mean, this is completely different, but I used two eggs. So I just figured like oh, two or three eggs per pound. Damn, I was what? so off. Well, good try again, Dan. Maybe next week will be your week, but it looks like you're getting away free this time. I still feel good about my math. I felt like I had a plan. I attacked it. I came out with a number that I thought made sense. And well, okay. I, I understand why I came up with that number. I think I overestimated a pound now. Dan, this is not horseshoes. There's no almost. Dan, you should be the press spokesperson for the New York Jets. <laughs> <laughs> And with that, this has been our holiday Mike Rollins lunch special. Mike Rollins is our returning champ and again champ. Dan, you got your ass kicked again. I hope to see you bring it back next week. Thank Happy you, holidays, everyone. Go crush some lockups. Happy holidays. That's right. Go get your lockups and spade a new to your pets. See y'all <laughs> next time. Thanks, Thanks Sean. Master Sean. He's the best as always, Sean, in Hanukkah theme. And we have Janelle Glenn coming on shortly. Um, very curious to hear. She's had quite the roadmap on air personality for Town Square Media. She's a vegan. So I'm curious to know if she ever does order delivery, how she goes about that. I find it, I think it's tough for vegans to get into the food delivery game. I was hoping we can get her as a low Dell advocate, but maybe she'll, you know, tell her friends either way. What are your guys' thoughts on that vegan delivery? You think there's any funnels well, for that ongoing? We literally just signed up a place in Flagstaff called Next Veg, which hmm. uh, we are delivering for them. And it, it's vegan meals, on-demand meals. So we're just going to deliver those. I love That's it. That's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. it's a... Good options. Vegan too. Yeah, I was going to say that too. That's, cool. places. That's definitely like starting to be more and more of a common theme. Well, it's just easier. I remember when I first heard the word vegan a few years ago and I was like, how, how are you not starving yourself to death? Like that, that was my first inkling with vegan was okay. Like Corey, I remember even when we lived together, we dabbled with everything from juice cleanses to vegetarian for a few days and vegan yeah. maybe and i remember just constantly being like i'm too hungry yeah it definitely didn't uh not my thing but you know it's interesting like native roots is one of my favorite places i love that place in denver me too and so and, uh, it'll be interesting hearing about janelle the balancing act with how what her food habits are like if and i always am curious with vegans like she has kids does she go in with them as okay we're gonna make sure our kids are vegan right off the bat or is it more of a let's see what they're feeling type of thing? I'm always curious with that, that with certain diets. That is interesting because even like just my nephew, like he hates everything. Like he's so picky. <laughs> like I can't even imagine like trying to make a child go well, that route. Well, hey, without further ado, let's get Janelle on the horn here. Janelle Glenn, thanks for joining us. How are you? I'm so good. Thanks for having oh. me. Well, there's three of you. 
There's three yeah. of us. So yeah, it's me, my brother Dan, and our business partner Corey. Very and, cool. Uh, I know. Yeah, Janelle. I know we came across each other on Instagram, and I was looking you up a bit, and I'm like, talk about a Renaissance woman. You've got all these great things going on. I can't even take care of myself. I have a hard time even doing my own laundry. So for starters, can you tell us what a day in the life is like for you? Because you have some cool stuff going on. Well, you want to hear my crazy COVID story, actually? Absolutely. Of course. Okay. So here's what had happened. All right. So um, I got laid off last week. Oh, man. Can you sorry, believe? Sorry to hear that. So here's a, here's a typical day. Um, stay-at-home mom life and uh and trying to kind of like reground after everything that's happened so yeah i was hosting the morning show uh for retro 102.5 for about uh, a year and a half and it's so crazy i had this like false sense of security because when i came onto the station retro didn't even make it into any kind of a ratings platform and I had worked as a, a radio personality in 2013 doing like pop, like the, what we would call, um, what we would call uh, the, like just like the top hits, like the brand new music, brand spanking new music, good or bad, what the kids like. And, uh, and so I was doing the night show and the weekend show. And I, I then I went off and I did other things and became a yoga teacher and then an advanced yoga teacher and just other shit. And then, then when we moved to Colorado, my husband was an underwater welder, which is well, weird. Underwater welder. What is that? Like? It's so weird. Um, well, basically he would like jump into reservoirs and fix the gates and things like that. That's so interesting. Wow, that's amazing. You're like, like in the ice. That's so, cool. but he was never home. So I was like, "Fuck this! I am not going to be a stay-at-home mom. This is not for me. This sucks." And so I was like, "You just figure it out," because he was never home. He was always traveling. And so then I applied for the job here in Northern Colorado in Fort Collins, and got it. And um, they were. It was just like a crap station. Like nothing was happening with it. And then. It became the number one, not only the number one radio station in all of Northern Colorado, but my show, the morning show became the number one radio show in all of Northern Colorado. And to have the morning show is kind of a big deal because it like leads the whole station. It's the biggest show that you could have on the station. And so I had this false sense of security that because I was crushing it, that I wasn't, nothing was going to happen. That like my job was totally secure. And then corporate just decided that they were going to eliminate well, that that show and then the whole the whole station's gonna dissolve eventually in like a year. So a typical day for me when I was doing that was waking up at like four o'clock in the morning, going to work, which is like like five minutes. I'm so lucky. And uh, and doing the show. And my kid was going to school, preschool full time. And then I would come home and I would do yoga because I'm you know I'm a yoga teacher and um just fucking chill like i was so lucky because i only basically worked half days but i got paid full time and um and then all of a sudden my bosses called me into the office and they're like corporate's eliminating the position we just found out if only we had known we would have transitioned you over to our country station before we brought in these new hires they were like it's so stupid i'm so sorry so like I got severance pay and, and, you know, like a little package, but still like, I mean, Janelle, you, I don't, I don't strike you as somebody that's going to have a hard time getting back on air no. quickly. I can tell right off the bat. Well, honestly, my, my boss was like, there's an on air, there's a morning job in Wyoming. Do you want it? Like, let me help you get that job. And I was like, no, I don't want it because the industry's dying and I'm not trying to move just so I can get let go again, especially in a freaking <laughs> Wyoming. I mean, that's uh, a bit more of a commute than five minutes for sure. And, you know, yeah, with that, though, and yeah, but in saying that the industry is dying, but you clearly have yeah. a knack for the power of the pivot with being a podcaster yourself. It seems like yeah. it's transitioned a lot. So what do you, where do you think the future is heading with radio? Well, I, it depends. Like, it's not even just about radio. It's about the full circle of, um, of integrating an app. Like people aren't listening in their cars. They they want an app that's giving them a way more than just music. Cause the job of the radio personality isn't, it's not like the Janelle show. It's like, don't get in the way of the music. If you have good music. 
Um, if your music sucks, then you have a great show. Um, and we do have to, to offer more than that. So what we were doing was delivering news, like local news. So I'm also a writer. So every day I was writing articles that was things that were happening in Colorado and Boulder County, uh, you know, Jefferson County and Weld County and Larimer County, just things that mattered. And so people were getting these alerts to their phones, these push notifications of, oh, there was just a bobcat in Fort Collins or, oh, there's an outbreak at CU you know, CSU and things like that. And so that's, it has to be so much more than just music, but it doesn't matter. Um, I think, I think I'm going to, I'm going to get away from radio and um, really just going to do what I always wanted to do, which is voice acting. Wow. So yeah, I see you've done some voiceover work. It's funny because I wanted to be a broadcaster growing up, Janelle, and I took a couple of voiceover classes. It's awesome. So yeah. take us through what, what's an ideal day to day for you in that world, if all goes to plan. Okay, well, we are trying to move to Crestone, which is supposed to be like the spiritual capital of America. It's in Colorado, about five hours from here. And there's like all of these meditation centers and like Buddhist temples and yoga retreat centers. And uh, it's like really historical grounds. And so I want to move there because I because I realized that the what hurt the most after getting let go wasn't that I was at the top of my game and then they just threw me away. It was that all of my friends that I worked with didn't reach out to me at all. Like people I was texting every day that I saw every day, you know, the other morning hosts, like the other other jocks for all of the different stations. Cause in radio it's a cluster. And so there's multiple stations like country, pop, rock, rap. They're all in the same building. We all work together. And so all like the other jocks, didn't text me or anything and it made me so sad and it made me realize that it was just an illusion this life that i built doing radio my friends it was just like it had no it wasn't even tangible it's what, like just like a moment in time that doesn't really matter in my life so what i want to do is i want to move out to crestone i want to get back to the yoga that i love and um just kind of chill in the mountains quietly with all because I have a home studio because I podcast and just do voiceover work, just you know, with my with my whole little gear, all my gear, my whole thing. Quiet so sounds incredible. Sounds like, yeah, it sounds like it was a blessing in disguise. Yeah, I'm over it. I, passion, yeah. I could have just stayed there forever, but wow. um, no, so I'm glad I I'm glad that happened because. So, how do you feel about getting voiceover work? How do I feel about it? No, no, no. How do you get it? Oh my gosh, it's so hard. It's just like acting, like you have to get an agent. And um, there's Wilhelmina Denver. Wilhelmina is one of the biggest uh, talent modeling age, acting agencies in the world. And one of their hubs is in Denver. So, um, you know, I've done some modeling and um, a friend of mine works, is like is represented by Wilhelmina. And so, and she just keeps saying, you know, they, they will get you a voiceover agent. Just do it, just do it. And so, yeah, I think I'm going to do that because I'm not just trying to like pussyfoot around and get stupid work because you have to have an agent to get the good stuff that's not posted. So what's like the good stuff? The good stuff? Well, it depends. Um, commercials, believe it or not, you actually make the most money. Um, but for me, the good stuff is like an audiobook or a documentary narrating. You know, to, like to men who built out. America, like where you hear that signature voice or, or hard yeah. knocks in the NFL where it's like, wow, who is that? I want them narrating my life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I also um, just I also decided to take some singing lessons for the past couple of months because I wanted to get more work in that way. Uh, so that would that would fall into the lines of, you know, like doing a character. Uh, that's incredible. Janelle, I love your passion and energy. I mean, you clearly, you're like a fireball that it's, you'll figure this out. I have no doubt about it. And are you trying to balance that out with teaching yoga too? So before I'm a personality or a public speaker, all of that, I'm a yogi. And because that's what got me to where I am. It's the humility it's following the eight limb path. And this is why it's like all good. Like I got let go whatever, because that's a parigraha, that's non-attachment. So um, I just feel like, like my main goal in life, TED Talk, I will wow. die. So- I like um, how I, high you have the bar set, that's awesome. Why not? Exactly. Uh, 
so yeah so i really just want to like get back to what made me me and ground down and reconnect because i have this weird ability to like ingest an emotion or a, a situation and you know people will say i'm at a loss for words but i never am i'm able to somehow communicate thoughts or emotions um in a way that people just aren't like they can't get it out and i can just say it somehow and so I really want to get back to what's grounded me down so that I can be more in tune with that and just be of service because, I mean, you got to understand, I was in the media during the 20 frickin' 20. It was so stressful. I mean, I'm, we're on, I'm managing their Facebook page. We're on Instagram. It, they're our website. Like, and then I'm getting calls like, oh, I'm not wearing a mask. I'm like, shut up. I'm just giving you the stats. Yeah. So you can't win. You're like, you'll just get roasted no matter what you do. Uh, and media. And it was hard. People are like fake news. And I'm like, no, it's not. I wrote it myself. It's not fake right. news. It's true. Oh, yeah. Between so, the pandemic, the election, it's like a perfect storm of you can't win with that. Right. No matter yeah. what, there's someone bashing you. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, and my demographic was 4758. I mean, that's Karen. Wow. Yeah. You know? um, oh, yeah. That's why I changed my brand from vegan yoga mom to mindful girl. Because when you say the word vegan, you instantly turn off half the people. Just like- You know, it's funny you say that. Can you touch on that? Because before you came on, I, I was talking to Corey and Dan when I first heard the word vegan a few years ago. Like oh, Corey right. and I lived together, we tried all these different diets and it just was intimidating to me. I was like, how do I not starve to death here? Can you go over, like for someone that's a vegan and clearly you've had a lot of practice with it, yeah. What what is the day like like what's a cheat meal for example in your eyes? Well, that's the funny thing is that I don't have cheat meals because I don't have any sense of a uh, guilt associated with my food. Mm, interesting. You know? Yeah. yeah. It doesn't matter. Like I ate nachos last night. I made that shit from freaking nutritional yeast, almond milk and flour and it and garlic powder and it's delicious. But and so that's like super creative. Someone like me, Mike, and Dan, I, we can't just whip that up. It takes it takes practice. It's like whatever you practice, you get good at. You know, if you once you practice going down different aisles in the grocery store, okay, you're in and out. And you try the brands that suck and the brands that are good, and it's just like with anything. It's yeah. still, there's an a there's a whole like illusion about being vegan. It's so expensive. It's so bougie. It's it's, the, it's not healthy. I mean, my daughter is vegan and um, I've gotten people online telling me that I'm like a child abuser because she's vegan. Oh, <laughs> I'm like, your kid crazy. lives on nuggets. You're a child abuser. That's gross. That's true. Well, Janelle, how did, so is, is your husband a vegan too? Yes. Wow. And I is this something, did you get your whole family in on this roadmap or was it something everyone was down with from day one? Well, in yoga, you practice ahimsa, non-harming. And so okay. that's non, not only is that non-harming to animals or people, it's non-harming thoughts as well. Um, and just like non-attachment, non-attachment is uh, non-attachment to people, to, to a job, to things, but also to ideas about yourself and who you are, which is why it's like, okay, whatever, I got, I got let go. I'm, I wasn't a radio personality, I'm me, I can do anything. I'm not attached to one specific way of living. Um, so I initially went vegetarian after I became a yoga teacher in 2013. And then I went vegan right after I had my daughter in 2017. And um, because I, I could no longer, um, I, well, I started nursing. And then I became more in tune with the dairy industry. And I was like, mm, I'm not doing that. That's not right. Um, so I, my husband just kind of went vegan overnight. I, I was say, you know, I have a quick question. So obviously within relationships, like eating and, you know, food in general is a huge part of it. Are you, would you be able to be with someone if they weren't vegan? Cause that, that's gotta be pretty hard. <laughs> Good question. I get that question all the time. Um, I think it just depends on, on the person. Like, like if you don't have the habit of uh, eating plant-based, I can't blame you for that because it takes a long time to, to, to get good at it. Um, but if you're like toxic masculinity, just a jerk face douchebag that's like, hey, I'm like, peace. <laughs> 
Cause then, cause that just sets the standard for everything else. Like you're just obviously not open-minded and um, not willing to be, to educate yourself. And so that's just, that's going to open up a bunch of problems in every other aspect of a relationship. Yeah. That's a good point. Wow. And Janelle, can you also talk about it? I noticed you're a children's author. Yeah. What, what's that about? Okay, um, well, what that's about is I read so many fucking children's books that I started thinking in rhyme, and I was like, just make a book. And so I did. And, uh, and it's based off my kid, and I hired an illustrator, and um, yeah, it was really, it was really awesome. I that's would really love, awesome. love to do it again. Yeah, Me, I'm actually I've working noticed. on an adult book right now. What's the adult book on? Um, it's called Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. Um, and it's just about my weird ass life. My husband was in the Coast Guard for eight years and we're high school sweethearts and we've moved freaking everywhere. I think I've moved like nine or 10 times in eight years wow. and uh, all over the country and it's exhausting. And so I've had lots of different jobs, lots of different friends, lots of different identities. And, um, I just realized that all you, if, first it starts with changing your mood, change your mood, change change your mood, change your mind, change your mind, change your life. It's like that. And you're walking the walk with this. Like I hear people talk like that sometimes and I could tell they're full of shit. You're actually, when you're saying no, no attachments, your yogi mentality, the amount you've moved and even you got laid off last week. It's as though it's like, oh, whatever, on to the next one. That's incredible because I think we've all, Dan, Corey and I even, we've been in the same industry for a decade and a half. And sometimes it's tough to just not get attached to things. I'm terrible at that personally. I think it's a blessing and a curse in certain ways, but I, I think that's really admirable. The power of the pivot. That's been something yeah. I've seen a common theme with all of our guests where they're all entrepreneurs in one way or another, and they're not afraid of change. And I think that is a, a really big deal. What would you say, Janelle, for somebody that's hesitant and wanting to start their own thing for the first time? What piece of advice would you give them with so much experience in it? To do research. I mean, it's not hard. It's just research stuff and reach out to people. Like, I can't, I can't tell you how many things have happened to me that wouldn't have happened if I hadn't just been like, what have I got to lose? Like, I think I'm awesome. Let me just talk to this person. And if they don't think I'm awesome, then okay. This is my baby. Hey, there hey. she is. How are you? Um, she can't hear you. So um, I, I would say just be bold because I uh, I had, I don't know if you know who Waylon Lewis is. He's in Boulder. He's the founder of Elephant Journal. Um, I've heard of that actually. Yeah. Elephant so Journal. I was in Boulder because y'all are like an hour from me and I used to live there. And um, I was like uh, at the park pushing her on the swing and I saw Waylon who I like idolized running in the park. And I was like, Waylon Lewis, Waylon. I've never <laughs> met this man before in my life. And I was like, oh my God, I think you're awesome. I'm, I have a podcast. Could you be on it one day? And he was like, sure. And then two months later, I was at Elephant Headquarters interviewing him. And I was like, well, oh my God, I can do, I can do anything. That's what I always tell her is you can do anything. You just have to research it and don't be dumb. Like I can't under, I, no one talks about this, but you need to have a mentor. Like just reach out to someone who knows what they're doing, but the mentor mentee relationship there have, you can't just be like, give me, um, give me all the information, give me all of the connections. You have to be offering something to them. So you have to genuinely care. Um, you have to work hard and, um, you have to, you, you have to be, be grateful. Um, and, uh, and it just goes both ways. So get online, research what you care about and then get on social media and find other people who are crushing it. Not that are like way, like have a million followers that will never respond to you, but people who are more local, uh, people who are more uh, real. It doesn't have to be like someone, like some loser person that just has, happens to be interested in it like you are. Um, but you'd be amazed how many people will actually get back to you as long as you don't, you don't, I mean, I went to school for public relations. So you have to pitch yourself. You can't pitch yourself as like, give me all of the, the stuff. I want to skip all the work. Like just yeah. be genuine and be kind and um, and be, really be interested in what the person has to offer you. And you'd be surprised how many people will be like, I would love to share. I think that's a great point you bring up. I think people have this fear of asking for help a lot of times. Like I have some friends that have become very successful and they even say they're shocked how often people are hesitant to just ask them for help. 
people are humans are humans. They enjoy helping others. So yeah, obviously you always run into people that aren't, that are bad apples, but for the most part, it's hard to be very successful if you're not helping others along the way, right? Like when you really think about it, it's rare that someone gets that to that point without being a good person. Well, that's what it's all about. I mean, once you find success, it, your only job is to give it back and lift up other people, especially for women. So that's that's really my main um, demographic because there was a time where I had postpartum depression and I was living, dude, you would not believe the places that I have lived and the weird shit that I've done. So <laughs> when I was pregnant, we lived in the middle of nowhere in Oregon in this cabin that you had to go through like three bridges to get to it. It was like wet, always wet because it was Oregon. At the top of this hill, there was no AC. We would get bats in the house. We had bears in our front yard. And wow. um, my husband would drive an hour for work and he'd be gone for days. And so I just had to like get on my hands and knees with my big old belly and figure out how to make a fire. There was no cable. The internet was shoddy. It was like in one little tiny corner. I was all alone. I had just left all my friends. It was awful. And, um, and then I had her and I was around all these military wives and I was like, you're not my people. They were just like conservative and just what we would say hard for the guard, meaning they mm -hmm. were like all about military life. And I was just like, no, like your style. not my style. They weren't, they weren't just, they weren't, they were just very straight arrows. Um, wow. Very, you know, perfect. And uh, that was me. And so then we moved, <laughs> then we got out of the military. We moved to a 500 square foot apartment in Seattle on the third floor. So he could go to school. And that's when the postpartum depression really hit. And that is when I started my podcast. Uh, with that one running around at one with a dog, I mean, it, was, it was hard. It was really hard. Um, and that's how I just kind of like realized that I couldn't control the things around me. Because um, you can't, you know, you can't change people. You can only give them the tools to change themselves. And that's what I learned when teaching yoga. Uh, and so I wanted to give myself the own, my own advice. And I was just like, well, I'm, I'm, I always knew I was made to do something big in my life. And I don't feel like I've done it yet. Um, but I also always felt like you don't reach your peak in your 20s, regardless of what people see on social media. It's bullshit. Um, and so I'm just kind of like taking my time and pursuing things that are of interest to me, um, not what I think my followers will find interesting, which I think mm -hmm. is something that a lot of like, that's like bad advice from a lot of business owners. But for me, um, you know, I took piano lessons. I took, I took singing lessons. I, I became a yoga teacher. I became an advanced yoga teacher. I went vegetarian. I went vegan. I wrote a book. I started a podcast. I was yeah. like, fuck it. I'm just going to do what I like. And then it and all Janelle, I noticed too, you put, I saw it today. I'm a fan of people being exactly who they are. Motivation Mafia. I saw that on your Insta story today. So that's fitting. Yeah. You're so spot on. That's very enlightening. Too many people I've noticed, they do things for their followers, for the likes, but it's not them. It's like, what is this? This is not your genuine self. And that that's not sustainable for anybody. Well, it's just kind of, it's just kind of perpetuating an illusion and it's really a disservice more, not only to your followers, but to you. I mean, it's like whenever I'm teaching a really powerful yoga class and we're doing like mountain climbers, I'm like, don't puss out, do the thing. Like you're, you're, don't sell yourself short. And that's what it is. You're just selling yourself short because dude, what's going to happen with Instagram in 20 years? Are we going to be like 50 on Instagram? <laughs> I doubt I doubt I'm an Instagram yeah. model. It's so stupid. It's <laughs> not going to happen. You, have you thought about getting into motivational speaking? Yeah. Uh, well, that enhanced the Ted talk. There we go. Because I, you clearly have a knack for amping people up. I could tell Ray, I'm ready to go run ten miles. Seriously, I was going to say you should do some like one-on-one -on -one therapy with people over the internet, just from home. You know what's so funny is the day after I got laid off, I was determined to prove to myself that success was not measured on this metric system of your job. And so I go went outside, and I had been running about three miles every couple of days for the past through the summer and I'm not a runner person, not a runner person, but I just kind of pushed myself into it. And then, you know, you get over the hump and then it's like, whatever. 
So I, the day after I got fired or let go, I was supposed to be on the air. And uh, it was her last day of preschool. Cause remember, I didn't just get let go. I had to become a stay at home mom again. Uh, so I ran a half marathon that next day. Never run that long, that much before in my life, but wow. I was like, fury run. And um, so I wanted to prove to myself that I could find success in other ways. Um, and you know, cause success is fleeting if it's not authentic. And so, um, so yeah, I just wanted, my whole goal was to empower women to recognize that, especially moms, that if you're unhappy, it's because you're just not living your truth. And I know that sounds stupid and like woo woo, but the truth is that when not women don't get permission to be something other than mom, it's like, I'm not fulfilled by my beautiful baby. What's wrong with me? I'm such a jerk. But it's like, because you don't stop being, I didn't stop being Janelle when I became a mom. It was, it was an addition. It wasn't like I it took something, I didn't, nothing was taken away. I'm still the same person. If anything, I'm a better person. No one tells you you have to become a better person when you have a kid. And so there's a lot of growth happening there. And um, I think what happens with women is they're like, I hate being in this house with these four walls with these freaking kids with the freaking applesauce and the freaking chalk and she lost her Barbie shoe and this sucks and this is so unfulfilling and I'm, I have so much more to give and no one gives them permission to say that's okay because this is not what you're meant to do with your life. You know, go out and do it, figure it out, like do the research, get a sitter, like make it happen, start small. People are just so afraid of their own freaking shadow. It's crazy. You're right. Janelle, where can our followers follow your journey and touch base with you? Because I can tell there's going to be a bunch of people after this wondering, how do I get in touch with Janelle Glenn? Oh, please. Um, just on Instagram, <laughs> at Janelle B. Glenn, J-E-N-E-L-L-E. And that's where I'm at. And right when right do here you on the screen. Oh, perfect. We'll, we'll give you that shout out. And when do you see this Crestone move happening? Well, our lease ends in eight months. So we just got back from a snowboarding trip like two days ago. Um, and then we have a trip planned to go to Crestone in two weeks. And I know that sounds crazy. Oh, you got laid off. How are you affording like a $2,000 snowboarding I love trip? It. This is a roadmap for what people should be thinking. It's great. I love this. It's like, yeah. oh, you got laid off. Boom. <laughs> on to the next chapter. No dwelling. It's, it's great. Well, You're a walking example of that and it's, it's not just talking it's you're doing it it's remarkable I mean, it's not like it's that simple it's really just practicing uh self-love and self-care and recognizing that you're made for more and that the status quo is just that and it's fleeting and it's irrelevant and politics they come and go and i you know you just have to recognize, and I think this is hard for young kids, like teenagers. Can you imagine the most popular kid in school has the most followers on Instagram? How miserable. How miserable. I, I, I wouldn't want that on. I'm so glad we grew up before that era, to be honest with you. I don't even know what I'd be. I'd be in an insane asylum right now if I had Instagram. Oh, it's brutal. It's brutal. And I was just in a, I was just in a play a month ago. Yeah, mean gays mean gays like a parody of mean girls but everyone was gay and hilarious and that was in denver and the lead she was 17 and um she was talking about i was like you're so freaking talented and she was talking about how she's not popular at school and and because of instagram and i was like oh my god that fucking sucks and so i just think that we have a responsibility to the next generation to not like play into this whole status quo. And I mean, how ugly is it for parent for kids to have seen how aggressive their parents have been over this election? Like, uh, oh my gosh, like that, I mean, like a different side of your parents and um, adults are acting like children. And it's like, not like, I mean, don't get me wrong, fucking Black Lives Matter. Like I am major, major, uh, majorly political and I have been long before it was popular. Um, but I had to recognize like with vegan, uh, vegan activism that I, I got burned out because you get so passionate about stuff online that it can make you sick. And it's not just about passionate about things that matter like veganism or, you know, equality. It's passionate about uh, having the perfect picture or passionate about getting enough likes or passionate about trying to build something online so that you have more followers, you have more opportunities. But like at the end of the day, 
Who's what, watching? Like, what's, what, where's what, the peanut gallery? Who is it exactly, right? It's just That's like, what I always ask myself. The peanut gallery. It's like smoke and mirrors, and it's like you're waiting for your life to happen. And all these kids are going to be on their phone waiting for their fucking life to happen while it's happening. And it it's that is really scary to me. And so I feel like I have this ability to project and to hold space and to do it in a mindful way because I'm coming from the perspective of a yoga teacher and now a mom. So I feel like I have this responsibility to get over my own personal drama and um, get out there and, and, and remind people who are broken that it's all smoke and mirrors and the real, the real joy happens in living your own life and finding what makes you happy and not what you think should make you happy. Janelle, we're going to have to come on a team building uh, retreat trip to Seriously. join one of your yoga classes in Crestone. Cause you know, I, I, I wanted an excuse. I heard a, one of these like missing person podcasts about in Crestone. I don't, I don't know if you've heard Shut these. Up. Oh, oh like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> ever since then I've been fascinated by Crestone and I want to check it out. So now we have a reason and Janelle being in the food industry at all, we have to ask you before you get off here, what is your Death row vegan meal, last meal on earth. What does that consist of? Or would you go non vegan for that meal? Yeah, mm. that's, that's really what I'd like to know. Great My question. last meal on earth, but it'd have to be vegan? No, it doesn't no, have, to it have to be vegan. Oh, well, it would, <laughs> um, it would probably be like some kind of a cheesecake situation. Cheesecake. Yeah, well, okay. Okay, so here's what's up. Like, I ate meat my whole life. I'm from, I'm from Houston. I, right. Yeah, I saw that on your LinkedIn. It's like this girl's from Texas and she's going vegan. That couldn't have been. Anything. I know. It was I interesting know. though because when we asked you what your last meal on earth would be, your first reaction was, "Oh, it has to be vegan." Well, because I'm assuming <laughs> that you guys like are not, and so I was just wondering, like, can it? I like, does it have to? Everything I eat is vegan. I, this is what I'm getting at. I want it to be vegan because so everyone back home they think I'm some kind of like a witch or a unicorn because <laughs> they are very conservative and uh, I was raised to have blonde hair and be perfect and not to question anything. And, uh, and so I didn't really have a lot of support in what I was supposed to do with my life. I kind of had to figure it out. And I realized that the more pushback I got, the more I was doing something right. You know, when people get start freaking out about stuff, it means you're asking the right questions and you're pushing the right buttons to see change. So um, as a yogi, I, I recognized that I was practicing ahimsa. I was being kind to myself, to my body, to others, to the, to the you know, energetically, because energy can't be destroyed, right? Only transformed. Like it can't, it doesn't just go away. It just shifts and moves around. Um, so for me, I felt that I was ingesting pain and suffering in, in, the, in the physical cells of a body. Um, and, and that, you know, you are what you eat, your cells regenerate. And so I'm fueling myself with pain. And once I stopped eating meat, and it's particularly stopped eating dairy and eggs, it was so crazy. I'm telling you, I swear, it was like my values were finally in line and harmonic with my actions. And so there was no confliction in my own like swirl of energy. It just began to flow and I didn't feel like I was I was two people. When, and it's hard to put your finger on until you experience it. But yeah, so I would do vegan cheesecake and I'd be happy about it. Wow, as your daughter is a cheesecake fan too? She I don't think ever had cheesecake because she doesn't, hey, Wimmy, come here. What do we, do you like sugar? You do? Yeah. Do you eat a lot of sugar? Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, she is. Do you eat cow milk? No. no. <laughs> Why? Why not? No. Why don't you eat cow milk? Because you don't. Why? Who's it, who's it for? Papa. Papa, my dad. For <laughs> <laughs> baby cows. Okay, get out of here, girl. Um. Yeah, no, she... Um. She's weird. She like loves broccoli and beans because she doesn't know anybody. I mean, that's a, a mother's best dream possible, I'm sure. You well, don't have to air, play airplane and getting it in her mouth. There you well, go. You, you do because she's still three. But I mean, it's like she doesn't know. 
she actually, you know, what's crazy is um, when she was in preschool, all of the, the other kids would get like a squirt of ranch on their plate. And she would say, mama, how come I don't get ranch? And I said, because I have cow milk in it. And, um, and we don't like to eat cow milk because it's for baby cows. And, and, and that's our choice. And, and it's okay to be different. And uh, she says, well, why do my friends get cow milk? And I said, because that's their choice. And so I feel like that's the best I can do with her at this developmentally. That's, that's all I should be sharing. Well, Janelle, you know? you're, you're an incredible human, great role model for your daughter, clearly. And we're, we're excited to follow your journey here. And uh, hopefully we can cross paths and come out to visiting Crestone when you move out there. Yeah, I want to host yoga retreats. I don't really Sounds have a time cool. for anything, but we'll, well see. Let me know what to do. I'll come to one of them for sure. Well, you know where to find me. Absolutely. Well, Janelle, keep kicking ass and best of luck on the journey. And uh, I'm pumped to hear you on the voiceover. I'm sure you'll be getting some dominant work soon. Yeah, awesome talking to you. Yeah, thanks, guys, for holding space and for uh, and for doing what you do. Your podcast is so cool. This is so fun. Thank I haven't so done much. a podcast and interview in a long time. Um, so, yeah, this was fun. Thanks for reminding me how much I love podcasting. Thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Of course. All um, right. Well, hit me up anytime, guys. Definitely. Have a great day. Take Bye. care. So guys, yeah, that was Janelle Glenn. That, she's, she's cool. I like her style. I think she walks the walk and I love the resilience there. I mean, someone that gets laid off and is just moving on like this, that's way easier said than done. And she clearly not be that thing. You see, she has a lot of practice with that. For our viewers, that's not at all easy. I'm, I struggle with that all the time, being attached to people, things, you know, even toxic relationships in the past. None of that's easy. So it's cool seeing what she's been doing and it'll be exciting to follow her roadmap. I don't think I can go vegan personally. I don't eat much meat, but uh, it's admirable. You know, I've been trying to eat more and more vegetables, but I don't, I don't see myself going full vegan. Yeah, I can definitely do the no dairy thing. I, I really too. don't eat much dairy I, as is. I, eat, I have almond milk now, Corey. I've stopped having regular milk a long time ago. Yeah, so. same here. So yeah, got it. I have a chef that was arranging all my meals. I could easily eat vegan. I'm with yeah. you. That's Sammy yeah. Udell on the horn. Maybe she but can yeah, start with stuff. If I had that kind of situation, and someone was feeding me things and they were snacks and they were pretty good, I'd be happy yeah. to eat vegan. Well, well, guys, my parents are standing at the door eagerly awaiting for me to go on a walk <laughs> here before leaving Arizona. So I'm going to have to cut this one yeah. off. I hope you guys, it was, this was a great one. Crush some food tonight and, uh, Enjoy Hanukkah. We'll be on our last episode last next week. It's only us next two weeks. I figure we can go over last year's predictions we had for this year. And we can go over, we should come up with new predictions too. Yeah, absolutely. So until next time, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, subscribe to us, Bootstrapped in the Trenches. And uh, I, I wait, Dan, do we even have that for subscribing? Yeah. Yeah, perfect. So yeah. Appreciate it and uh, have a good night, everybody. Stay healthy until next time. Take care. Peace. Bootstrapped in the trenches, yeah. making moves, going all out. Every day, handle business. You know that the hustle don't stop. Got my team, let's get it. Reviewing books and talk stocks. Steady, keep it moving. So you gon' wanna tune in. Get low down, it's an app. Get local food on demand. Delivery right to your home. Everything in the palm of your hand. Took hard work and dedication. Come through, join the conversation. This is history up in the making. We just wanna be an inspiration. Hey, let's go.